0: Good morning. The reading is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. It's a parable of Jesus. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I returned, you would have received it with interest. I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." A
1: cool. director spent months, no years, Make in his debut film, he thought about it carefully, prepped it, invested in good writers, developed his characters and molded his cast to their, to, to their roles. With the help of his angelic crew, he shot his film, eager to re- meet his release date, when the message of his film would be made clear to all. He chose his editors carefully. And together, they crafted his masterpiece. He poured every moment of his life into ensuring it was exactly how he'd imagined it. Ensuring that the message of his story was perfect. The time came for the film to be marketed and distributed. So, he invited three separate companies to pitch for the marketing The first company spoke to the director in an attempt to grasp his vision, to understand him, to know what his film was about. And then they watched the film, and then they went away and worked on their marketing campaign. The second company watched the film, studying each detail and reading the director's script notes before going away and working on their campaign. The third company was a big and important company, but being such, had very little time to spend on the project, so they read the title, made a note of who was in it, read a brief synopsis of the film, and then based on their assumptions of what it was about, turned in their campaign. Is it any wonder then that the director was furious with the campaign that totally misrepresented him and his vision? Is it surprising that he wholly embraced that campaign that gone out of its way to spend time with him, investing in trying to figure out who he was, what his vision was, trusting in him, he in turn then trusting in them to sell his film. We've all been to a film and come away thinking, what was that about? How, that was nothing like the advertising. That was nothing like the trailer. Christians can be just as bad as a poor film trailer when it comes to misrepresenting God and the Bible when we don't draw close to Him and try to get to know His vision for us and His church. In our story, both God and our director give us something, they give us a glimpse of His wonder. His design, his vision. He entrusts us with it, but not to just sit back and get a fuzzy feeling from it. He gives it to us for us to share with others so we can share his message and so that other people can get excited about it too. You know, it's like when you go to see a really great film. You come away buzzing and you want to go and tell other people about what you've seen and encourage them to go and see it too. So what does our great director and creator expect of us and what does he give us to achieve the goals he sets? In our passage that Toby read to us, he referred to bags of gold. In some translations that's translated as talents. Now the term talent was first used as a unit of weight, the Roman talent being about 75 pounds. It was then used as a unit of coinage. But the way we use the term talent today derives directly from this parable in Matthew's Gospel, where it's used to sum up what Jesus was trying to convey. So it should be easier and clearer for us to understand that what God gives us to nurture are gifts and abilities, our God-given talents that make up who we are. Romans 12, verse 6, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. So what is your talent? Is it creativity? Are you musical, dramatic, artistic? Are you academic, athletic? Are you hospitable, emphatic? Are you an extrovert or an introvert? What type of person are you? Whoever you are, whatever type of person you are, you each have a quality, a talent that someone else doesn't have. Even the most disabled or needy people on the planet can convey love and affection and much more. How many times have you sat watching the television and been compelled with emotion, compelled to act? by seeing a starving child in a poverty-stricken country struggling to keep the family home, functional. Or think about the actor Christopher Reeve, famed for playing Superman, but probably more famed for his achievements once he'd become a quadriplegic after breaking his neck in a horse-riding accident. Now I'm sure if I gave you the time you could think of loads of other stories like this, but the point is this. None of us Are useless. We all have something to give. I'm always struck by Nick Voyacek. Now, if you've never heard of Nick Voyacek, he's an Australian man, a Christian, who was born with no arms and no legs, and whose motto is no arms, no legs, no worries. (laughs) If you want to see some truly inspirational footage of what you can achieve with very little, check out his website lifeaboutlimbs.org. We all are special. God has given us all talents, no matter what our circumstances. And if we let him, he'll help us identify them and give us the strength and guidance to use them. In 1 Corinthians 12, it speaks of the body being made up of various parts, the arm, the leg, the eyes, the ears, stronger and weaker parts, likening them to the body of people that make up the church. And in verse 12 it says, The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. Going on to say in verse 18, God has has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So you are just as God wants you to be. We'll break. So God gives us these talents, but what does He want us to do with them? Or rather, what doesn't He want us to do with them? Well, the passage was quite clear. He doesn't want us to be like the, the lazy servant who has failed to grasp his vision, having his eye too much on the world viewpoint of God. Verse 24, Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Missing the big picture, missing the eternal picture. Psalm 37, 12 to 13 says, The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked for he knows their day is coming. And Jesus echoes that sentiment here. Throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, Jesus says in verse 30, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, giving him over to the world that he craves, allowing him to choose the path away from God, immersing himself in the world view that leads leads to death, away from that saving grace that is the ultimate gift of God, of the cross. If we don't draw close to the Creator to try and understand His vision, His big picture, how can we pretend to understand Him or the gifts He gives us? How can we do what God expects? How can we get into an intimate relationship with Him if we are not constantly striving to understand and communicate with Him? It's not good enough to just sit in church watching the film. Just going through the motions. God wants to meet with us. He wants us to talk to him. We need to be meeting with him and talking with him if we are to understand what he has given us. If we are to understand him, if we are to understand those talents he's given us and what he wants us to do with them. And he does want us to do something with them. God wants us to trust in him. He wants us to be faithful to him. And in doing so, he steps back in trust and faithfulness to us. That we will do something with what he has given us. The more we excel in our faithfulness to him, the more likely we are to be blessed with gifts of the Spirit to serve his people. 1 Peter 4, verse 10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So what does it mean to to serve others? The parable speaks in terms of monetary service, sorry, in terms of minimum service, of earning interest. To, at the very least, sharpen our own faith. To, the very least, learn for ourselves and maybe influence for the better others in church. That's the very least that we're expected to do. The marketing company's job was to sell the film. To spread the message of the film using... All the tools, all the resources at their disposal to evangelize. Now, not in some big loud mouth preacher type of way, that's just one way we view evangelism. But we are all called to evangelize, which simply means to spread the story of Jesus, to tell the story of Jesus and of God's love using all the tools, all the gifts, all the abilities, all those talents at our disposal all those things that he gives us. He is not asking us to do something we are incapable of doing. Rather, he gives us the skills and the inspiration and the strength and the courage to work for him in the situations we're in by being the people he has called us to be. Let me say that again. He's not asking us to do anything we're incapable of doing. Rather, He gives us the skills and the inspiration and the strength and the courage to work for Him in the situations we're in by being the people He has called us to be. Now, some might be thinking... Isn't it okay to uh, sit back and do nothing as part of God's family? Well, no, quite frankly, it's not okay. (laughs) Yes, there may be times when it's right not to get involved in the running of the church family. You may be going through a time or coming out of a period of hurt or bereavement, or maybe you're just exhausted. So yes, for everyone, there is a time of just receiving, a season where we just need to be in God's presence and receive. However, no matter what our circumstances, we should always be open to God using us. We should always be trying to hone those skills, those talents, to be able to speak with other people, to share Our story, to be able to love each other. Just in the the way we live our lives, no matter what circumstances, whether we're up, we're down, whatever we're going through, living, but not just living, excelling in life, living life to the full loving each other as Jesus demonstrated to us. Imagine if every Christian in every church around the world used their talents and love and commitment to God throughout their wider community, just as we've seen in that video, that cat video. Millions of lives would be touched. Millions of practical needs would be met. And maybe... Just maybe the church will be known more for the love it shows than for what it's against. Now, remember, 1 Corinthians says that our gifts and talents, um, that with our gifts and talents, we're all parts of the same body. It then goes on to say in chapter 12, verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. So, what we do individually reflects upon the wider church. So, our talents are not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. And the gifts and talents of others are there to help us. So, don't be like the wicked servant or the lazy marketing executive who cut off their nose to spite their face. Losing out on what was freely on offer because they chose not to act. Chose to believe the lies of the world. Chose not to put in the effort. Chose not to communicate with the great director. Chose not to use the gifts at their disposal. The talents God gave them. God doesn't give us something unless he intends us to use it. For his good and ours. Church, the community of God's people cannot function if we collectively and individually are not using our talents and serving as part of of, and within the body of Christ. Serving is when we offer ourselves to others. Encouraging each other to, to use and develop the skills God has given us. We here at St. Saviour's believe that everyone has a unique part to play in serving God through the church and the wider community. We work as a team, a body, with no one gift being more important than another. Celebrating our uniqueness in Jesus as we give, serve, pray and invite Now, here at St. Saviour's, we've run a number of courses to try and understand what our gifts are, what our talents are. Now, if you've missed out on those or um, you've been to those and just still haven't quite grasped what your your gifts are, then speak to somebody this morning or get prayer over in the corner. Somebody would love to pray with you to help you discern what your giftings are. Or maybe you know what your gifts are, but you don't know how to apply them in service here at church. Well, speak to the leadership team. Ron, Claire, Anna. would love to help you discover how you can get more involved here in the life of St. Saviours. But whatever you do this morning, don't be like that third servant. Don't just sit back and do nothing.